Tom Turbovich! Get ready for a Tommy Turbo Masterclass. Masterclass. Aimless Tuesday is here. And the boys are hard as a rock. Don't be a weak gutted dog. Leave that for Jamin Salmon. Get ready for the best super coach show on the planet. It's so good, it's better than Lego. You're now listening to the Super Coach Experience Podcast. Here's your host, Brandon Savage. Brandon Savage. Hello and welcome back to the Supercoach Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Savage, the coach of the Jamin Salmons. We're wrapped up from Magic Round and we're here today to preview round 11. But first, I need to introduce my panel. With me, the Viliami coming off the bench for Magic Round. How was your weekend? How was the Magic Round? Absolute blinder, man. Um... It was the, probably one of the best weekends of my life. So anyone who hasn't been to Magic Round, put it in your diary now. Make sure you do it. So I'm really looking forward to next year. You're going to be making your debut. Mike will be making his. I'm going to present you some jerseys. Uh, it's going to be a pretty you know, big speech, and I'll be really proud to see you run out for the first time. I think every year when Magic Round gets closer and closer, I'm always really anxious about not going. Mm. And then it gets to the weekend, and I'm like, Jesus, I wish I just – bit the bullet and went but it was wild it's like a festival for footy what yeah. could be better it's like the perfect. best boys weekend ever and I, I swear to god i'll never miss out again but here for the first time in studio this year our beloved penrith fan the og mikey the coach of trip jacket mafia how are you mikey yeah good boys it's good to finally get on i was pushing it today i was almost a late scratching again but um recovered from my injury and i'm and i'm back so you know good to be back um Great round of footy. I feel like most of us had a pretty decent round and all of us at the Supercoach Experience are flying. So um, I think it's it's good times for all of us. So, um, yeah, back to your Magic Round thing. Yeah, I like Sabs. I really I couldn't go this year mainly because I'm going away soon. But, um, yeah, I'm going next year for sure. It looked absolutely amazing. Very jealous. Said all of us every single no, year. <laughs> 100%, 100% going next year. Oh, we're going there. in next year, 100%. Uh, we're live from Picklebet headquarters right here, as you can see. So if you're listening on the audio, head over to the YouTube, head over to the Facebook, check it out because it's real good stuff. Um, we're going to go in first. Uh, our overall leader for the Supercoach Experience overall group is Blue Redos still. Uh, Tessa? Yeah, the girls. Uh, mm. She's coming eighth. That's that's excellent. That's really good. In a good position. Reach out, Tessa. Um, we'll have a little chat, see where you're at with your trades and uh, try and pick your brain a bit. But for the hot topics, uh, our first hot topic of the day is origin players. Which mm. ones do we sell? Mm, it's a tough one. I've started off loading a few already. I sold Tino reluctantly last week and he scored his second best score for the year, which was annoying because uh, I held on to Welsh who's another guy I want to get rid of, who's an origin player, but I only wanted to make the one trade. Um, it would have pushed me over 1,400 for the week had I not done. There were so many different ways I could have got that extra 20 points. I ended up scoring 1,386 <laughs> or something, so it was a blinder for me. But, um, yeah, there's, there's plenty of guys that I think are more likely we hold. For me, it's going to be Nathan Cleary and Hines. Just too hard to get back at the price, I reckon. There's a lot of for and against for a lot of these players, but Mikey... Holding and selling these origin players, which, I mean, who sits at the top of your list? It's a hard one to navigate, but I think you've got to group it and work out, all right, how many do I have that are going to play origin? How many can I hold? And how many of them are in my team that potentially might get selected or might not? Example, Reese Walsh. Um, but, yeah, it's hard to navigate. I've currently got four. Like Timmy, I've started to look at it last week. I sold Valentine Holmes. As you know, I'm pretty confident he'll get selected. So started to really push through them. But like Timmy, like, I know we've got to think about round 14. You've got to think about plays getting rested. But I couldn't sell Hines and Cleary. Like, last week, I couldn't believe the amount of people that were selling um, Cleary to most of us. That trade absolutely baffled me. I cannot believe it. And look what happened. So... I guess after a big 147, yeah. it looks really attractive. Um, you know, That's clearly we weren't sure whether he was having the kicking, but yeah, it's clearly too consistent. You can't sell those two. And with your front rows, it just kind of depends. Like, if you're going to sell them, who are you going to sell them for? And when and how are you going to bring them back? So, realistically... I mean, Tim, we were talking about earlier, the only one that I kind of float with is maybe Harry Grant, maybe. But realistically, I plan on holding on to my four Origin stars. I think if Reese Walsh gets named in Origin, I'll probably get rid of him. It's the only one. Well, we're going to dissect it today just because I feel like, 
we have to sell some of them and uh, a lot of people are going to be wondering which ones can I sell. I feel like I have these premium, premium guys here in front of me and we're going to talk about them and see what world you can get these guys in and you can offload them. I'm going to start with Payne Haas first up. Um, I did own Payne Haas, uh, Payne Haas a few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. It's good gear. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's shit. Um <laughs> Pain ass. A pain ass. <laughs> um, Seven hundred twenty-one thousand with one hundred four break-even. Doesn't play round thirteen, sixteen, and nineteen, with a chance to miss round fourteen and seventeen. So that's m- missing three of the next nine rounds and a potential five of the next right nine rounds. Mm. Them two games being limited minutes. What are your thoughts? I reckon he's probably a sell. I don't have him. Um, I'd like to see a lot of people sell him because he annoys me watching him go <laughs> around. But I think you've been keen on. Moving him on for the back end, you've sort of identified that Painhouse kills it at the start and towards the mid-end of the season, and then it sort of drops off for him a bit. So, because he's a forward as well, I think you can kind of get a like-for-like sort of guy. Yeah, he's that much, you know, a little bit better than the rest, but by 10 points on average, you know, not, it's not that much. I sold him to Tarpanay last week, and Tarpanay actually scored more than him this week, so I'm stoked. Yeah. Mikey, you're a Haas owner. I know usually we don't like to spend trades in the front row area and that's just another wasted trade. But what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, no chance. Not doing it. Holding him. Uh, Yeah, he's going to play those games, like, you know, miss those games. But he usually backs up after Origin. Even in those games with how well the Broncos are doing, yeah, that probably got him an early rest last week. But they're going to be some of these closer games coming up. Mm. Example, he plays Penrith next week. He's going to need to play these high minutes. And his PPM is just so elite. You're definitely going to want to finish him with him in the front row. So if I can make it work, get good buy numbers and still have coverage later, then I'm going to try and make it work and hold him. Um, if I didn't have Tapanay, then yeah, maybe. Um, but at the moment, there's not really any other front rows I want. I'm bringing in another one this week, which we'll get to in trades. But um, I guess the plan is if you're not going to sell him, and you're still carrying some crappy cheapies in your front row, make sure you've got cover for Haas because you've got to expect the resting uh, just in case. So mm. I'm definitely going to have a contingency plan. I think he's more likely to rest this year than in the past just because they are doing so well. Like yeah. They, had, yeah. they were needed in sure. last so, year. But yeah. then in saying that, it was, uh, you know, two weeks ago he was out through suspension and you could see how much they missed him. Yeah. So, yeah, that might have been a bit of a... Um, idea for them to go, all right, we'll get him back. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> With Haas, I, I just feel like you actually look at his scores and you look back at it. At the time, it stings not owning him, but you mm. look back, them scores actually aren't hurting you that badly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my guys, <laughs> my boy, when, they had for me because, like, I had Tino for a while. Well, I got rid of him last week, which, you know, scored the 82, but that was a big score for him. He'd scored, yeah. like, 111 when he crossed earlier in the year, but there was a lot of, like, 50s in that. Yeah. There was a 40 with suspension and stuff. So, yeah, look, it's a bit annoying, but, yeah, I, th- I really think that Payne House is probably a team-dependent one, depending on how much other forwards you got. I've got, like, no forwards for Origin, so if I did have him, I'd probably have to move him on. Speaking about that, you got horse last week. I got the horse very last happy. year. You yeah. happy? Uh, yeah, last week. Yeah, I was really happy. I didn't get to cheer him on because I was on a plane during those yeah, ones right. up to the game. But yeah, look, I'm happy with what I saw. You um, misled me though. You told me he scored a bloody try assist, but it was just because he bloody. You were just no. Teasing. That that was actually Hads. He um he was like that. Put that down to yeah. horse, and I looked back at the exact same play, expecting the same thing you did. I was like, how good? It's two minutes in. But he made a barnstorming run. 20-metre run, run or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was, it was very good. Mikey, Tom Trebojevic, he is 588,000 with a 62 break-even. Scored 82 last week, which, I mean, for considering he looked terrible, that's that's a good score. With uh, After the next two weeks, only plays three out of seven games with resting potential. So, as much as I hate to say it, I think Turbo's a sell. I think Turbo was a sell a couple of weeks ago when I sold him. Now, if you have him now, I don't think he is a sell because there's a good chance with his fitness that maybe he doesn't get picked, which for Origin, which I know might sound crazy, but there is a chance where they choose Luttrell and they choose Campbell Graham. So if for some reason he's available for round 13, why wouldn't you want to have him? I yeah. think it'd be a waste. I think I would kind of hold on route to that 13 and if he gets named, then move him on. But the fact that there's a chance he might play – Similar with the Walsh play, 
I think you want to try and hold on because watching NRL last week, like you, you're thinking to yourself, how the hell did he score that high? There's a lot of people complaining about it too. Exa- exactly. Yeah. So if that game comes around where he actually, you know, gets back to kind of where he was, uh, you know, you've got that big score that you've finally been waiting on. But, nice um, try assist to uh, Selwyn Cobbo in that one I hear. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Selwyn yeah. Cobbo one. He actually got a try assist to Ben Trebojevic and good God, Tom uh, Ben Trebojevic in the centres looks way more elusive than Brad Parker does. Um, I think he's he a Trebojevic. He a lot. He adds a lot more in attack, and I hope they make that change eventually. Uh, Schuster actually, we'll talk about Schuster very shortly. But yeah, I don't think Turbo is an actual sell till at least round thirteen, and then you see what his Origin availability is. Yeah. If he doesn't play Origin, then this conversation's just obsolete. You just he's probably a buy in yeah. round thirteen, yeah. just depending because. He's not playing well, but he's still scoring well enough um, yep. and is still matching the people who are good enough. Uh, Tedesco, 586,000. Did I convince you to captain him on the weekend? You did. Uh, you had the vibe that I, it started bucketing down and everyone was like, what's going on here? It's raining. <laughs> we weren't expecting this. No one expected it to rain and start bucketing down. I'm trying to change it real quick. My first thing, I was going to change it to Manu. I thought he'll be a little bit better in the wet. And then I was like, oh, hold on. I'll just change it to deal bags. It might be a bit dry by then. Either one of them would have been great. That's another thing that could have pushed me over to the 1400, but what could have been, should have been, all that. Um, yeah, look, you did. But I, look, I'm, I'm not too phased, but I had a good week without it. I, he's going to be one that I do sell I'm going to try to hold him up until that um, round 12 game against the Dragons and then move him on for that round 13 buy. I think you definitely got to sell Tedesco. He's not putting up the numbers that exactly warrants holding through. You want the a whole fullback period. too. You want as many fullbacks you can get you, over that period. I think the fullback rotation is really needed during this period. But, but Mikey, how, how are you seeing Tedesco and is he tempting at all for you to buy? Not one bit. I'm very happy that, like, when everyone's jumping on, like, I thought of him a little bit when you guys are grabbing him, going, okay, I'm probably going to need to grab him. But then we're just waiting for him to, you know, do what he normally does, and he hasn't. And the Roosters have looked off, and until the Roosters are good, I think there's, there's other options. You know, I was, you know, Gutho come along, and I goes, like, you know, I know it's a lot more money you're spending on Gutho, but I'm trying to look at buy time, and he's going to get picked there where with his current form – you know, I believe he shouldn't get picked for Origin, but he is going to get picked for Origin. He's a captain, so um, yeah. I'd five eighty six, a bit of an awkward price. I definitely look at offloading him if you can for the buys. But um, you know, plays Penrith this week, which relatively doesn't really score that well against. Uh, but it's a bit of a tough position. It depends if you brought him in recently. Like I'd want to probably hold him for a little bit more. I'm definitely holding him up until round thirteen, and they're re- reassessing. He plays all four games. So the Roosters have a bye in round 13 and 15 and then don't have a bye again. So he plays all four games in between. I think he's a good chance of backing up considering how the Roosters Roosters, have gone. Yeah, they're going terrible. If they do not play on the Thursdays and Fridays, that is. Uh, But I don't know. I think he can hold him, but he does play Penrith twice in the next four weeks. So I think that's... There's a few options I'm interested in. I don't mind the idea of Gutho if I can afford that. If not... uh Drink water, it's my guilty pleasure. Yep. Also, Lockie Miller, who I was just talking to Mikey about before we went live, could stick him down at fullback for a little bit, then put him back to the centre wings and decide who I want as my fullback for the run home, which is the way I think I'm going to go. And I think don't be afraid to do that sort of stuff because if, if you're putting players like that in fullback, they're scoring just as well as these yeah. teddies and turbos could, just because they're not doing well at the moment. Centre wings are killing it. These halves, Cleary and Hines. So we'll start off with Cleary. He plays all four games again, same as Tedesco. 843,000. The draw is irrelevant for Cleary, in my opinion. Mm. I'm just going to hold them and hope they, at least one of them gives me coverage over those those periods mm. um, outside of the Origin games. I, I, yeah, I just feel like if I do sell them to someone, I don't know who that would like. It maybe be Moses, but then I'd be carrying too many para guys, so I'm not going to do that. Uh, so for me, they're just holds. Mikey, as a Penrith fan, Cleary? 
I won't, no, I won't sell him unless he's injured. But you've got to be expected that he, he'll get rested for sure. It doesn't matter, you know, 100%, I reckon, for sure, the rest in 14. Look, they're not going to go too much away from their game plan they used last year. And they don't have a Sullivan anymore, but they picked up Jack Cogger, who's constantly getting named in the 18th and 19th jersey. He's going to come in and he'll probably play for him. And I don't think they're going to change it. Yeah, this year they don't have as many wins up their sleeve, but if they can manage to go into the buys, beating the Roosters and the Broncos then I reckon there's a good chance come round 14, fresh off the bye, that they will... They're going to be tough to, matchups, though. As much as yeah. I like to say that, you know, Penrith, are, you know, no, still, but if I reckon they do, they're the form yeah. team to beat, even though they've lost a few. But if they do win them, I think for sure you're going to see 100% yeah. arresting and you're going to have to prepare for that in a way that if Hines has play origin, will the same happen to Hines? Maybe, maybe not, but you've got to kind of have a plan there because it could leave you a bit stuck for 14, but... Mm. It's too hard to sell these guys because of the scores they can hit. How are you going to get them back? With Hines on the weekend, the most captain player by far, 90% in the top 1% of coaches, and it was pretty much the same throughout the board. 41. I mean, I was pretty happy with it. I was it. loving I it. was loving life. Yeah. I saw that it was 30 nil down. I was a bit worried they'd come back. We only got an extra 21 points out of our captain, but we got nice something. We got something. He didn't go big, but. If he gets picked for Origin, he'll only play three games in between round 13 and 20, and that's without resting. So there's a potential that he plays one game. And they're going good enough too, I reckon, that they could do it. Exactly. So if they win two, three games leading up to Origin and he gets picked, 950,000, you can really... Like, I don't know, Moses is the guy, but there's there's going to be a the guy. The problem is, is when you do sell someone like Hines at that price, you say, I'll get him back, I'll get him back. But then you, then you use can't. that money in between the time you're going to get him back on other players that you're going to get. Yeah. And then it becomes very, very hard to yeah. do. That's it, especially late in the season. Uh, yeah. Mikey, could you get around selling Hines hearing that? No, I, I, I can't. <laughs> but but what would make me think about it is a week where I look at my halves and clear in Hines are both in rest. So then I'm going to have to think, okay, yeah. am I able to cop this? Like how bad is it going to be? Um, it's a thought to think about, but. It'd be nice to just not use those trades, just like saving trades from week to week. Sometimes, not saying like you'd if you get rid of Hines, you got to bring him back in. Yeah, so that's potentially saving one if there's another route around it. So, um, it's yeah, it's it's tough. Even saving two because you're selling him and then yeah. to get him back. So yeah, exactly. So yeah, for me, they're both holds if you can manage it. I think it comes down to also. Who's the best in that position and who are you going to? Mm. Like, whoever you're going to go to is not going to match these guys. I think Moses is potentially one that can. Yep. But just after a head knock and a big score, it's a bit of an awkward one with Moses at least. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, as I said before, it's about how many Parramatta players you got. I've got three and I'm locking into that. I'm going to have one manly player and probably one Newcastle player. So they'll give me five players that aren't going to back up on that 14 with those teams, three teams being rested. Do we, I, I didn't put Harry Grant on this cause I feel like he's the best in the position and it's just kind of a, just I'm probably, he's probably the one I'm more likely to have a go yeah. at selling. I just think I could get him back easier. So like, I, he's not too, nah, he's not killing it. Yeah. And I mean, there's, there's some games where you're like, Oh, I'm not selling. How like he changes your yeah, mind on a yeah. week to week basis. Um, but yeah, I think I might be interested to sort of look for a hooker for the, by coverage. Mikey, you look like you're... Yeah, I, I agree. Me and Tim were talking about this a lot, and I kind of agree. Like, it, I'd be more likely to sell Grant over the three we previously mentioned in Hines, Haas, and Cleary, just because you could pick up someone like Jerry Marshall King, or there's a couple of options that, for a cheaper price point or similar price point, could probably give you the similar output. And I guess it's good that Grant sharing minutes with um, Hunt over Origin, so hopefully he'll play those games. But... At the same time, if I was short on a number and wanted to make a play, I believe it'd be easier to get back Harry Grant. Jerry Marshall looks really, really good. It just Amazing. doesn't look as nice in your team as Harry Grant does on yeah. paper. Yeah. And Amen. not actually gaining money from that trade yeah. either because he's doing so well. But I feel like he is the guy. Um, I've got Damien Cook as my backup, and mm. I'm far from impressed with him at the moment. But... I guess that moves us on to our best bets for the week, uh, courtesy of Picklebet. Uh, I'll start off my best bet of the week. Newcastle off the bye. They got smashed by Parramatta just leading up to the uh, to their first bye. And I think they're going to put 13-plus at home against the Titans. Where are you going, Mikey? 
Uh, I've got a bit of an interesting one that's going to have to get like mashed together, but um, I'm awful. I like my try score a bit, so I've got four anytime try scorers. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, but I've, I've won three out of five, so I'm, I'm on a bit of a hot streak. So Curran, Johnston, Marzahue, and Oakalatu, uh, so that's two second rolls and two wingers, all have decent matchups. Uh, Curran's coming in for that 80-minute roll against Jackson, uh, taking Jackson forward spot, so... I assume he'll get eighty minutes on that edge, so that's my. I don't know, it's a bit of it's a bit of a risky play. I'm not going for a safe. I'm going for a little bit of a riskier play, but it's not impossible. Jesus, he's gonna. That doesn't get up. That's gonna. It'll be up. nice. It'll be nice, but it's gonna blow our multi out the window. Trust what are you me. going? Trust well, me. what I'm doing is I'm trying to you know come back a little bit from last week. I had two teams on the thirteen plus. Cleary let me down from the sideline. It was a big <laughs> moment because I got my best mate onto that bed and he's punters club and they're all relying on me. Uh, he's talking me up. You know, this is the bloody blessed bacon for Settle down, mate. Settle down. So yeah, it was, it was really disappointing to let them down. But I'm going a bit more conservative. I'm going Penrith head to head. I'm going the Sharks head-to-head, and I'm going against your bet of the Knights 13-plus and picking the Titans there. Oh, we can't put that in a multi, We then. can't put it in a multi, no. So, <laughs> yeah, I just feel like the boys that went over to Bali, I know they probably enjoyed their, their time, and it might be exactly what they needed, but I know what it's like just having a big weekend, and I don't reckon I could have another big weekend after last week myself. So, uh, look, yeah, I think the Titans look really good last week too, so I'm, I'm going to back them to – although it is down at Newcastle's home ground, I, I like what I saw. I feel the opposite. I feel like they're going to be rejuvenated. They're going to get some ta- tattoos nice and infield, Bradman Best in particular. Yep. Jackson Hastings had some margaritas on the beach. Yeah, no, it's like nice, nice to relax, relax and it's good to sort of take your time off from work and they probably had a well-earned break, but I just feel like that uh, there might be a little bit of barley belly going on. <laughs> barley belly. All right, um, but when you're using Picklebet, use the code TURBO and know what you're really gambling with. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Buy players selling before 13 who are we selling before round 13? There are a lot on the most traded out this week. I want to lead the headline with Tyrell Sloan, 485,000, 111 break even. I want to go into a little bit of a rant here because oh, I've played him three times for a total score of 45, and he has absolutely shit me to the wall. I know when he first got dropped for Cody Ramsey, I was re- I felt really bad for him because I just thought he has all the talent in the world. He's such a good player, but he's not getting given a go. Yep. Every time I've watched him closely, and I've watched him closely, have a look. When a break is being made, he makes the minimum effort. He makes enough effort to be in the vicinity, but he just gives up. He doesn't even try to tackle the p- player. And... I just feel like it's an attitude thing and it's a lot of things to do doesn't with the fit into George. the culture of the um, Jamin Sammons, you're telling me. It really doesn't and I'm I'm really considering selling him out this week. I want to save two trades, but I just can't have someone, 485,000, 111 break even. If he scores low again, he That's could be... That's a magic number, that 111. Maybe that is. could be an indication to hold. What have I told you about the 111? It's very – I'm in a very tricky dilemma. Mm. They do play the Dolphins in round 13. That could be an awful matchup for them, depending on what Dolphin shows up. What are your thoughts on Tyrell Sloan? I'm glad I'm not in the situation. Um, it depends on the amount of buy numbers you already got. Uh, if you're going to be short and not be able to really get 13 or you'll be looking like you might struggle, I only just land on 13, keep in mind that – Every year for Supercoach, we always get absolutely cursed with guys yeah. that we've buy planned for with at least like two or three of them yeah. that are getting suspended, getting injured. So might be a hold depending on your side, how many numbers you got. Um, he's just so – he's an up and down guy. You've got to you've got to ride that roller coaster, I think. But being nearly 500,000 – Don't play him every week. But He can be 300K by the time – yeah, it's around thirteen hits. Yeah, I mean, some of those players you just hold on to. You know, you're going to lose a bit of money, but if you can be patient with him and hold him a bit longer than that, he'll probably make it back as well. Selling a bit later, so yeah. I know you've owned Tyrell Sloan in the past, Mikey. What are your thoughts on him? Do you do you like him? Well, from owning him in the past is why I didn't get him <laughs> <laughs> because he's just that's why when everyone was bringing him in, yeah, yeah, that low break even, but he's 
he, like he can score a 10 as easy as he can score an 80. And I'm like, I don't want someone like that in my team because a position like this arrives with the predicament that Savs and a lot mm-hmm. of coach room because at the same time, you bring him in at the same time, okay, make a bit of coin, but he pays around 13 by. So if that's your intended purpose and you're selling him out, then I feel like that trade is wasted, especially getting three rounds of a total of 45. Like It's hard, but I see what Savs is saying. If he continues to not score well, you're going to lose all those funds where there is that centering position at the moment. There is a lot of options. You could go down to some of these cheapies to make a bit of money, but there is also some decent like mid range options, which you could switch to like Alex Johnson's a really good buy this week. I think so. I understand the kind of the thoughts to sell, but, um, it's a tricky one. I do think he could still score well against the Dolphins. It's not because- a terrible matchup this week, and he's the type of player that you will sell, and then he'll yeah. pop off and score 100 for you. So, um, yeah, I think you just need to trust your gut. If he's really, really doing your head and you feel like you're going to have to play more often than you won't, maybe you get rid of him. What are you thinking you're going to do? Oh, well, I had two players in Marjorie Miller on the buy mm. on the weekend. So that's that's rare. Force your hand, yeah. That's rare. So uh, I was happy. I'm leaning towards saving two trades at the moment, and I think that's the way to go. Next player, Isaiah Katoa, 383,000. Got his first try on the weekend, so I think... I like the look of him last weekend. The score won't have been massive, but I feel like he was starting to play some footy Mm. because we know he's he's a Penrith junior gun, and I've been all year sort of feeling like he's just been taking a little bit of a backseat, been a bit shy, and the magic round sort of energy just gave him a little bit of pizzazz, and I think that... It might be worth at least waiting to 13 before selling him and making that decision. Have a look at over the next couple of weeks, I reckon. For sure. Mikey, Isaiah Katoa? Yeah. Have you ever met a slow-burning halfback like this? Like a slow-burning yeah, Oh, It is, but, like, you know, unless you're forced to really play him, it's fine. Um, mm. Yeah, definite hold to 13. I agree with you. Um, if I uh, the... Oh, what's it, Oluwapu, whatever that Bulldogs, if he somehow started, that was the only way I was like, okay, if he starts, gets 80 minutes, then I'll probably make the shift. But look, he, he showed, Isaiah Katoa showed what he could do on the weekend and he's still been scoring okay. Like his floor's mm. been a lot better than I thought it would be from at the start. And you know what I mean? He he could turn up uh, in round 13 and jag you 50, 60 point. Like, Just he'd never had a great score him. yet. He wasn't yeah. really passing the eye test either. But last week, I feel like there was good little glimpses of passing the eye test. With him, actually look at his scores and he's... Good for a 40, and that in round 13 is gold. Uh, you don't expect much more from him in round 13. Hamiso Tabuifado is on the most traded out this week, 509,000. I find this a bit weird because... Yeah, I'd be I, holding that one. I think especially having him at centre wing at the price, same price as Tyrell Sloan just about. Like, mm. I know who I'd rather have for round 13. If he didn't have the buy this week, I reckon he'd be less sold. But I think that some people just see the buy and then they're like, yeah. I'm, getting him, I'm getting rid yeah. of him. And a lot of people just sell their next buy player. So I think that could be a part of it as well. It definitely is. And I think if you're holding on to him this week, um, you're going to be in an advantage. Mikey, Hamiso. He's he remind, he's a kind of a bit like Sloan where he kind of, if he's not, he, he's, he's a very good support runner, but that's a difference with him. But... If he doesn't do that and he doesn't score a try, he's got a pretty low score and he could bleed that cash pretty quick mm. uh, where his price increased over this 500k mark because of that big 100 score he got not too long ago. So with all that starting to come out, oh, I can see some people going, okay, bang, I can upgrade here. But like you guys, if there was a way to hold for 13, we're getting so close to 13 now. There's After this week, you've got a total of five trades without a boost. It's coming up quick, and you've always or you've got to expect injuries, people getting picked that you didn't think for Origin. So, oh, I wouldn't be offloading uh, players like him unless I really had to. Jackson Ford, five hundred ten thousand. He's also on the most traded out list this week, and I can't believe it. He um, scored forty four on the weekend, mm. getting simbined. He didn't come back on after he got simbined. I think. You're crazy if you're selling Jackson Ford. He's looking pretty good. I'd haven't owned him all year. Um, There's a lot of, you know, those 40s that he was getting for a bit, but then he started to show a bit of promise. I think I convinced you to sit him one week and he scored quite well. Yeah, 75 so, or something. Yeah. yeah, so I don't know. I think he's probably a, a hold too. I think it's just not playing this week is also forcing people to move him on. Who are we targeting for round 13, Mikey? Um Quickly before we go to that, just on Jackson Ford, I think the main reason is the Warriors are on the bye next week, just to note. So, yeah, so the fact weeks. that they're on the bye, it's two weeks out. But 
I'm choosing to sell Cardi over Ford just because if he plays out round 13, by which he will, I think he has a head head knock this week. The next week he's got the buy. When he comes back, he's running holes like he's just like on the weekend. Like if he didn't get Sinbin and stayed on, he probably scores 80 again. Mm. Uh, he's he's killing it. Like he could be really handy in round 13. He just keeps breaking the line. So I think he'd be a handy hold. But um, yeah, sorry, Sabs, to your question. Um, players I'm targeting. So. Is that, was that the yeah, question? Yeah, no, that's it. That's yeah, it. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I got a few of them. Guffo, I managed to get him in. Like Tim, I'm kind of looking at Lockie Miller. But as well as targeting and planning, I'm trying to kind of not buy any more Eels, Knights, and Manly. And more just because, yeah, both of these teams play the first two. Eels play through all three. Uh, but that 14 is going to be tricky if you're not also looking at it. Um, still got two boosts up my sleeve. So, still got a bit to do. Um, I want another second rower. I want to get one more gun second rower. I'm at 12, 12 players uh, with another five trades up my sleeve without even boosting. So, I feel like I'm in an all right spot for now. Very but, keen uh, on um, Olokawatu if he doesn't get picked, but I think or, he's probably going to get picked, right? Or Hudson Young. Yeah, Those two, like, I really wanted Hudson Young this week, but I'm just scared there's a small chance he could get named for the Blues. I know a lot has to go his way, but... I don't want to bring in someone like that for them not to play in that round 13. Like, I'm just tunnel visioning that round at the moment. It's a bit awkward with them two, Olaquatu and Hudson Young. I think Olaquatu's a certainty Slam just dunk. about. Yeah, he's, going, he's playing. But with Hudson Young, uh, because they're so light on the middles for New South Wales, I think there's a chance someone like, yeah, someone like Hudson Young gets picked on the left to allow Cam Murray to come off the bench to play in the middle. So I think I would hold off on these guys till round 13, but I feel like these players like Reese Walsh, Tom Trebojevic, they're kind of players that you really want to hold off till 13 to get in. And they're the high upside captain options in round 13 that you could mm. potentially go for. But I guess that brings me on to Reese Walsh, 669,089 break even. He was the most sold player last week, but a lot of people still own him. Scored 100 on the weekend and has Melbourne and Penrith in the next two weeks. 550k potentially in the in two weeks. Yeah, so I was on the plane not knowing what was going on. I got off and I was so scared to look at it because it was going to pretty much define my weekend because it was a very big decision for me to hold or sell him, especially with the Melbourne and Penrith lineup and... Opening that phone up and having a look, I, I just knew it was going to be a magical weekend. <laughs> so, um, yeah, look, I'm a little bit uh, feeling uncomfortable and awkward about the next two matchups. I'm okay with the Melbourne one. I think they've shown, you know, there is some defensive issues there and there is, you can exploit them a little. I'm not so confident he's going to score a ton, but I don't think it'll be a 30. I think it's going to be somewhere in between. It seems like for uh, Walsh, he's either got 100 or 30s in him. So, But I think this week it's probably going to be a 60. But I'm going to sit him next week against uh, the week after against the Panthers. But I don't reckon I don't reckon he's a buy. I, I, even though he's getting cheaper, unless he's dead, like yeah, like if he plays 13, yeah, maybe. But I reckon there could be better options. Yeah, yeah, I reckon there could be. But you've got a lot of them anyway. So yeah, well, yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's right. Well, there are. Uh, there's one I want to talk about here. Um, we will get to him shortly, but. Do you own Reese Walsh, Mikey? And, yeah. And like, if you didn't, would you be looking at him for round 13? Oh, you just made me reconsider that trade last week. I was going to get rid of him. Um, and then I found a way instead I got rid of Holmes, which worked out better. Um, and, yeah, he was great. Like, yeah, he's lost a bit of cash. And even if he went down to 550K, like, I think I wouldn't be too worried. I picked him up for 510, so it's still a profit. And I ha- he has really helped me in the rankings with the, the scores and even some head-to-head matches. And I'm, I actually reckon he could score really well against Penrith because that's at Suncorp and Penrith haven't been their best. And if they're not on their best, someone like Walsh just seems to perform really well at that stadium. Uh, so, look, I get what you mean. Like, if he gets named for Origin and then he gets two crappy scores against Melbourne and Penrith, then, like going to really have to hold him for that one like like it's going to be harder to sell him but yeah i'm not i'm, I'm not going to do it I'm while we're on the topic of um players you know who lit it up at magic round shout out to uh listener of the show liam howie um came up and said good day has a great form you know out out on the beers so um I, I ended up spending the back end of the night with him and some of his mates he got me home safely I, <laughs> my phone went dead I had to write my best mate's number on my phone i was staying at his place for the weekend and just the communication between my new friend liam and my best mate, Greg, got me home safely. Otherwise, I was probably sleeping out the front of Suncorp. 
That wouldn't have been too bad. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So the bloke, bloke in full kit, uh, looking like me with his nice legs like mine, anything could happen. <laughs> Some dodgy characters out there, eh? Yeah. Um, so Dylan Brown has been killing it, but I think Cody Walker might be the guy. With, with the matchups of Tigers, Parramatta, Canberra in 13, and then Gold Coast and George, Cowboys, mm. he's about the same price as Dylan Brown, just about 50K more. What are your thoughts on him? I think he's been outstanding. Yeah, I really want him. I think ideally it'd be great to have Dillbags and Cody Walker. They do have a pretty good draw. The Bunnies had a really rough draw all year. It's never like gets easy. It, it's like good, bad, good, bad. So they've got a kind of a bit of a rough trot, but for the most part, it's starting to get a lot better. Um, the thing is, though, it's just that topic of Katoa. If we're going to hold on to him for 13, you know, and you're also going to want to hold on to Cleary and Hines. You can't. Yeah. There's that a big upgrade to go Katoa to Walker as well if you're a Brown. Yeah. Like, it's it's hard to make that happen. I'd like to do it, but I just don't yeah. know if it's going to work out for me. And it's important to note that he's scored a lot of tries. Like, I know he's been scoring well, but Cody Walker's scoring tries nearly every week. But over his career, if you look back on it, I think he, does. he scores... Like, like, I don't know the stats because I'm not the stat He guy, averages one and a half try involvement, so that's either a try or a try assist every yeah. game. So yeah, He also does have a 30 and a 40 in him, and we haven't seen too many of them this year, and I believe they might be to come when maybe, you know, Latrell and that aren't in the side come around origin time, or he might step up. Yeah, but I've got a few in step team, up. So I guess, look, I don't know if I can make it happen, but if you can somehow make a Walker and Brown work with the Hines and Cleary, like, you'd be cheering the reason it's more attractive, especially if we're not going to sell Nico and Hines, it's nice to have two gun 5.8s. Yeah. Uh, Nico and Hines. Nico and Cleary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're pretty much the same guy at the moment, the super coach yeah. gods. Um, but, yeah, I think it would be ideal to stack that 5.8 if you're not going to move on on either one of them. I guess you're talking about Cody Walker not scoring enough tries. Outside him, Alex Johnston, I think he's... I think he was talking about him scoring too many tries and thinking that he... No, no, no. I'm, I'm talking about Cody Walker's scoring two... Uh, he scored a lot of tries in those big scores without them recently. Sort of so I'm yeah. saying if they dry up, he's going to decrease in points. No, no. I'm saying Alex Johnston. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. We get you. Yeah. We're on the same program you now. Want, you want Alex Johnston? Uh, I wasn't too keen on him. I got a lot of messages about him today, and I started going to have a little look at him, and I was like, oh, it's the BE's probably something like, it's like 76. I was like, I yeah. could probably wait a week or two. And then like, oh, he's playing the Tigers. And I was like, oh, it's a little bit juicy. But then someone else has pointed out recently, the Tigers have only had um, one player score over a ton this year. Against, against them. them. Wow. Which is, but they've always been keeping them close. Like, they've yeah, lost a lot of games, but have. they've they've been gritty and, you know, so... There's, there might be something in that. Yeah, I guess so. Look at Garrick the other week, 30-odd yep. against them. Uh, Dylan Brown. So if you don't have Dylan Brown like myself, he has a break-even of six, 750 break-even, coming off two big tons. Uh, Canberra, Souths and Cowboys in the next three. Would you be eyeing him off? or like I'm, Oh, big time. I'm thinking of, I'm, I'm going to save the buy period. I, th- I don't drop the um, MH word, but he's a must-have. I think I'm going to fade him. Ooh. I reckon that could be a pivotal decision purely because he plays all three. If you have to choose between him and Walker, for me, it is – like right now, if I don't have either and I'm picking one, I'm going to just pick Brown ahead purely that low break even, 750K, and he plays all three buy rounds. Like he's not going to get picked. Even if mass injuries happen, he can't get picked, and that's why I picked him up. I picked him up so early and he, when he was going average – Purely thinking of the buyers, but um, yeah, it's 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 a big call, Savs. I definitely think if you're not going to have Dylan Brown and you're a monster owner, you need to have Cody Walker. You got to have one of them, and if you want Dylan Brown, you got to get him this week. That break even to six. Mitchell Moses is out yeah, this week. Decision for you. Mitchell what, what Moses is going to be out. How so. would you get him though if you're going to do it this week? You'd have to sell Munster, wouldn't you? I wouldn't do it this week. Even with the B, you just pay up for it if you have to be closer. You can maybe get him after round 13, I'm, after that's 14. What, that's what I'm thinking. I reckon you can afford to – yeah, yep. that, that seems like the way to go. No metromosis this week, boys. Um, people like Guffo and Dylan Brown are going to step up this Guffo week. Guffo goal-kicking. Beautiful. I wonder – like, you'd like to think that he, Brown's going to get a lot more ball, that, yeah. but I think if, if – <laughs> If they're not playing so well and like the, without Moses there, because Moses does a lot for them. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe it's not as good as it looks on paper, but yeah, I'm hoping he still lights it up this week. Last one, Scotty Drinks. 643,100 break even. St. George, Tigers, and Parramatta in the next three. 
St. George this week with 100 break even. Uh, if I was looking at getting him in, I probably wouldn't wait. He's a type of bloke that can break your heart, like um, can let you down, but he's also very exciting when he's doing his thing. Um, I, I think I'd like to maybe try and get both him and Lockie Miller. If I don't get him, I'll put Lockie Miller to fullback over that period. And as I said, move Lockie Miller back to centre wings and then probably get a trail or something in my uh, fullback for the run home. Yep. But I think ideally with the amount of upside a fullback has, I'd like to plug both of them in for that period. Mikey, Scotty Drink will be playing round 13 uh, with Valentine Holmes out, which means he's a very tempting captain option with the goal kicking in round 13. Is he on your radar at all? He's on my radar, but he worries me with his low scores as well. We saw that early in the year, and it depends. He might be an easy scapegoat from Walsh for my side for the Chip Jacket Mafia, but yeah, definitely on the radar, but I'd be very surprised if I do go down that route where... Well, you got Gutho as well, so I don't I have do. Gutho, and he's the I've one got, I think I'm going to have to fade, which yeah. probably not going to be Walsh, fantastic so. as well, but you can't have too many power plays. And I got Sivo, Sivo, who ended up last week for me. I got the Caxton cheer and the Sivo uh, chant there for a bit. I was watching the last game at the Caxton. Yeah, it was exciting. Very good. All right, winners and losers from the team lists. Tohu Harris is named, played 80 minutes on the weekend, 582,000. I know you're keen on him, Mikey. Very keen on him. Straight in, in uh, straight into my side. Uh, he's my br- yeah. I like what he can do when he gets some minutes. I know the injury concerns are always there with him, but look at the games where he's played 80 minutes. That Warriors bench is looking pretty light on forwards. I believe he's going to get 80 again. Yes, he's got the bye next week, but to me, with Ford being out, Getting someone like Harris will upgrade and strengthen my team for this week, and I can cover him next week. Have a week off, be fresh for the round 13 buy. I just think if you're someone that has um, jewels in your front row like I do, bringing in Haas in my second row, if Payne Haas gets rested, I can do a bit of switching around, and then I've got Tapanay and... Um, Sammy Solo. And, and, oh, yeah, yeah, so I can do it with Solo, but I've got Tapanay and um, Harris that can be my backup front row. So I think thinking ahead like that, I think it strengthens my side if you say he's fit. So... 580, I think, yeah. If he keeps, stays fit, it's going to be the cheapest you get him. So I normally don't make my trades right up until the start of the first game or until I have to if it's the second or third game. But I pulled Toe in straight away this week. I've reversed that. I've just remembered how, you know, he's been injured three times already this year. He's one of those guys that I think that really haunts people, particularly around this origin period. Mm. I think he did it last year. He might have done it in 21 as well. So I'm going to wait right until 13. Uh, he might have to pay a little bit more for him. He's got a break even of about 40-ish, I believe. But 47, yeah. Yeah, so I think I'm going to wait. Just I don't have the numbers to bring a guy in that's going to get injured. And just because he's got the history, he's a, he's a, he's a warrior by all sense of the word. He goes hard. But, he, you know, he's, he's getting on a bit and he can get... Only 6% of sides, but 4,800 are bringing him in. So he's still going to stay in pod territory, realistically. Yeah, I think he's a great buy. But for me, just for my own mental health yeah. for Supercoach, I'm going to wait right close to 13. For mine, I already have three gun front rollers at the moment. So I'm, I'm fading at the moment. He's the kind of guy who, in round 13, when you buy him for, he'll go off with a HIA for 20 points. So... Um, I think I'm happy to fade him, but I, I see the appeal because he's someone you can plug in front row for the rest of the year. Oh, look, he's yeah. been setting your boy up AFB. He's done it twice now, and the fact that like he's just getting in on like he's playing this ball roaming like 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 yo, and with the Warriors like you know the scoring some points, they got a really nice matchup this week against the Bulldogs. That's why I kind of I like the fact that he's playing 80 minutes, but also ball playing, so you can expect. Yeah, don't get me wrong; I'm very yeah. reluctant to not do it, but they've just There's risk. Know. But yeah. that's what Supercoach is all about, right? So let's risk it. Can we just talk about AFB? Yeah, you can talk oh, about I, him. I, I don't want to. I talk you, about that trade that you did to all my Supercoach mates, and I can't believe it. I go, this guy's got the mightiest. What's the average since you brought him in? Like he's it's got to try three out of four weeks. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. ridiculous. Three minutes after my, his first. Mm. Uh, sitting with the Jamin Salmons mm. scores a try. I, I I can't believe it. Like he's one of those. I'm like, oh yeah, I, I didn't really like the trade when you did, it. and then after you didn't like genius, mm. absolute uh, genius. I don't know if it's time. genius. I, th- I just think lucky. That <laughs> is very lucky. Like he did, was not doing that. He scored prior. a try against Penrith through the middle of the Penrith fullback with Fisher Harris. Uh, I, mm. I was there going, you're kidding, <laughs> you're kidding, yeah. 
Billy Smith is named to start on that left edge, uh, 289,000 with a negative 10 break even. Suwali is moved to the right, which stuffed up my best bet of the week last week because I was really aiming for that left edge. They did get a lot of love down that side, but Billy Smith did not capitalise on it. I think he's more of a attacking, ball-playing kind of kind of running centre. Doesn't mm. really score many and barnstorm over himself, but... He he looks all right. Um, I think Sam Walker's the worry here. Yeah, it seems like there's a bit of whispers in the street that he was almost going to come in for the side last week. Um, I reckon they go. We were talking to you. I think it was last week. You said you think he's played his last game for the Roosters. I don't know. I reckon they're going to have to get him back in. Like I mean, their attack does seem to be still lacking. There, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that they, as much as um, Man is great at his ball running, I think he can still do that. He can still play the roaming centre. So I reckon that he's, he's been going all right in, um, in New South Wales Cup. I think they'll get him involved soon enough. I think as someone who captained Teddy on the weekend, Manu is not the 5'8 for them. Uh, I think he, he kills all backline players. Yes, he racks up really good stats. He's an individualist. And it's great for Supercoach. He nearly gets through nearly every time, but there's too many. Brandon Smith stunts the attack as well. He likes to go the, the crash play rather than pass it out the back. It's mm. really frustrating, and um, I hope they fix that. I like seeing Billy Smith play footy, though, because the bloke's been plagued with injuries, and um, yeah, any time he gets on the park's fantastic for him. Max Fierge, or Fierne, 234,000, negative 28 break-even. Is he the cheapie we've been looking for? Let's throw this one to Mikey because I know he's got a very strong feeling about this one. I wouldn't say it's a strong feeling, but to be able to, like, you know, you're going to come across rounds where to make a certain move, you need to, you know, make a little bit of money, and that's what I need to do this week to get rid of Cardi, to go to Harris, and... Um, uh, Valance, we should bring up. He's the mm. most traded in, like something like 9,000, which is absolutely crazy. Let me shut this down. <laughs> Brenko Lee is possibly going to come back. Everyone knows what Wayne Bennett's like. Like, just don't do it. Do it closer to 13. Everyone will bring him in closer to 13, but why risk it? Yes, he was amazing, and yes, the coach would keep him in there, but will the coach keep him in there? He might not. So I want to shut that down firstly, and if you really need a centre-wing chip this week, why not take the Ricks with Max Vigo? I'm doing the same. I'm bringing in for Warbrick, who, you know, I'm going to cash out. 60 break even. I'm going to cash out, get Vigo. Um, Lomax seems like he's out of favour. Not even named in the 21-man squad. Like, not named at all. Um, I reckon he'll get snagged up by another club. But not only that is... He's going to make money this week if he plays. He scored 37 in base. Mm. The week before that, he was on the wing. He got 61. You know, another 37 in base, and we see a 60-ish K price rise. That's good enough for me. And the potential to play round 13, the Dragons have lost five in a row. They've lost them all by under six points. Six or under, sorry. Um, Maybe they can get one back this week and... You know, I'm hoping they do because if they do, then, you know, Figo might keep his spot for a little longer. But, um... It's good to see both the brothers out there for the Dragons. And, yeah, um, I'm finding it hard because it does look really attractive, the price. And I was thinking, you know, once you start talking about him on the right here, I was thinking, I think that's maybe how I free up some cash to make some other things happen for my side. I just don't love it. I just don't see the upside there. And I don't want to bring in too many guys that are going to, you know, score me 40s. But the... the Idea that he is going to make a little bit of cash and that he is so play cheap. Thirteen is yeah. another number. Could score on the round thirteen and then bang. One I'm going to have to sleep on for sure. I'm not too sure where you're at with him. <sighs> Tyrell Sloan to him is very tempting. Um, a lot of money, to but bank. he's him and Tyrell Sloan are the kind of guys that in round thirteen you make it all the way there, and then they haven't won a game since then and they get dropped. I feel like these two are. Prime position to do that So I'm not going to waste a trade On someone who might play round 13 To someone who might play round 13 I want a, I want a definite person That's playing round 13 If Valence was named this week He's got the bite but so yeah, yeah It would be make things a lot easier Give us assurance Brent, right yeah. Yeah. Uh, But I think it's kind of good that it lines up The Valence Tafari is actually His third game will be in round 13 yeah. So I Perfect think option for round 13 th- That's when you downgrade and Upgrade in two other he looked places. Really good. He looked good. Yeah. Looked a bit. Looked yeah, like he's he a bigger to, boy. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. But he was like ripping. Oh, and what a debut. In that first what try he scored was 
ridiculous and he's a cult hero. He did the hucker on the sideline. It was beautiful. The energy at that stadium with him scoring that, what was that like? Oh, it was mental. Oh, Everyone was that like... That would have been awesome to see live. this bloke, you know what I mean? He, you know, a lot of people who didn't know who he was. and That first try was awesome. He's come from nowhere. He, oh, he hasn't. He's been come in the works Union, for about yeah. a year. But well, He's only been playing footy for about yeah, a year. So he's a um, transition. He's actually playing on his non-preferred side on the right, and the fact that he can do that on the right, he, he he's very fast for a big boy. Usually, I can he beat me play. over well, the thirty meters for and sure. Just that fan, like how, how are you going to stop this guy by yourself? You can't. I think I'd fold him though if he run it straight. Like, <laughs> he wants to run it straight at me. I'd fold him. I think with the Dolphins, it's probably uh, an attacking difference that they can go with. Branko Lee, he's done an all right job, but I think it's time. Valid's well, if time. Aiken. He's got a potential injury for scans. I'm not sure if that got cleared, but if for some reason that he did get confirmed and he was out for a little bit, then I could see the appeal of going balance this week if you needed to free up cash rather than Max from the Dragons. Uh, that's the only way I do because then you go, okay, Branko's going to come back and you know Valance will keep that other spot. I think if you really wanted to take the risk and you're not into Max for your guy for whatever reason, yeah. for you just think that he's got job security issues as well, you could do it if you don't have too many nuffs already. If he turns into a nuffer and you've got one nuff, that's fine. But if you're carrying like a Jack Howarth or a couple of guys in the front row that you know yeah. like, that aren't really doing anything, then that can be a bit awkward. I like it. Um, you did mention before the Newcastle players. Um, you want to target Lockie Miller. Yep. They're winners this week. They're back. They're back from the bye. Miller and Marju, very popular players. Miller. Maybe I'll look at him this week. I just thought, what's his BE? I thought I was hoping to get him to drop a little bit after those. I think it's 74. That's not worth it. Yeah, I, I think I might potentially look at him a bit closer. Yeah. I had him for the first two rounds, scored me 50s. I sold him and then he just killed it and I've had to watch you. I, I sold him the week you bought him. And, same, um, same here. Yeah, so I've just oh, had to watch him enjoy him, um, <laughs> which is really annoying. So I want to get him back. I like his little – he's got the teddy palm. Yeah, and he's – you know, his defence is a bit awkward at times, especially – Oh, the Olaquatu <laughs> one. Yeah, but, yeah, no, he's, he's, he's great for Supercoach. He's very good for Supercoach. Um, so we're going to go into our favourite Supercoach moments of all time. I'm going to start with you, Timmy, because mm. I'm very interested to hear your one. Okay, yeah, so I had to think about what gave me the most pleasure. And um, it was round 24, 2021. It was the Panthers-Tigers game, and it was Kickhouse performance. He was throwing people off left, right, and centre. He It was just like a like – went into absolute beast mode. He scores a beautiful try off a line break. He was just steaming onto from the back fence that when – Clear is just sort of skims across the side and he steps the fullback without the fullback even touching him. He almost scores another try, except that it just knocks on. He also, in this game, makes this massive four person tackle bust as he's falling to the ground, gives an offload out to Matty Burton. Matty Burton goes flying through and they just hold him up. The bloke managed to score 121 points in that game. It could have been a zillion, but in that week, in that time, I knew I was going to win Super Coach. Everyone else was going off for me. Buddy Utukamano scored 80 in that game. He scored more than Payne Haas. And now I cried during that game. It was very, very special for me. <laughs> that, that's quite a story, isn't it? <laughs> Mikey, what is your favourite yeah. Supercoach moment of all time? I've got nothing to, to, to top that, but I'm going to be boring with um, – Jake mentioned it last week, but as a Pender fan, the Nathan Cleary, especially if you had the armband on him, uh, Magic Round last year, the big 225. I won't really top too much on it, but – not my most memorable, but all, a memorable one to me. It wasn't. It might not sound crazy to other people, but you'll like this one, Sabs. Um, brought in Luke Garner last year, like absolute bottom dollar at three hundred k, and I was I hated so umming and ahhing. By and the way, really hated it. A lot of people hated it, yeah. and it was a one percent move. And I did a weird move to get him in, and I just had this feeling, man, like something inside me, just a weird feeling. And we go and we watch the game. I did it, and he scores in the first two minutes, and I just remember the reaction of me and you. We we're talking, and we we're just wooing in in the messenger and it was just an awesome moment because it was like for once I don't know what kind of gut feeling like it was a gut feeling and I took it and I had it and yeah it was like 1% owned no one really had him and he started to make a bit of money off the back of it but it just felt really good like the how the to whole trust scenario. your gut and it actually yeah, come and like through just yeah. how we reacted afterwards and the way you reacted so it was like it was just like 
It's like winning something when I really didn't win nothing. But to me, that was a memorable moment that I always remember. I remember that very closely. I was sitting at the bottom of Panthers with my daughter. She was still like very young, so I was able just to let her sit there while I watch while I watch the footy. Had a Left few her drinks in the car for yeah. a bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, I was watching that, and the minute he went over, I was just so excited because because yeah, you big you were tossing up between it, and I. I I didn't me. like it, but I, I kind of worded it in a way to you, like trust your gut, like you you're really yeah. convincing me on this, like for, for you for yeah, your side, right. and yeah, it was very good. And he went to kill it for like three or four weeks for you. Yeah, like it, it was it was a good. It ended up being a good trade, but it was mm. just like you know, like it wasn't maybe the craziest thing, but because it was recent, like I just remember that joyful moment of just. When you cross the line, you enjoy it more when other people doubt you too. Yeah, yeah, and then the fact, but then everyone come together after it was nice. What about yours, brother? Well, mine is actually 2015. I'll never forget this. I was I was living in. I wasn't in playing super coach that year. <laughs> I was living in a share house with um with a few mates, a few of our good mates, Mikey, and um Sean Johnson was playing the Titans 3 p.m. game round 15 in 2015. 153 classic Sean Johnson stepping every bloke through the middle. Of the field, kicking goals, setting up tries, and I just re- I captained him as well. So th- I just remember every time he played the Titans, I would never not put the captaincy on him. So that is my all-time favourite Supercoach memory. Uh, it's good not- to see him back too. Yeah, not long after that, uh, Jared Haynes scored five tons in a row that year. Uh, he went on an absolute run that year, and. Number three for me, Jack Reed. Oh, we get three, do we? Oh, well. Look at Stav's having I extra wanted, goes. I just wanted to mention these. Jack Reed's three tons in a row. I forget what year it was, but that, that was, was a such ago. a good. Um, it, one of our mates got him in. Yeah, and, and he was not a super coach purchase. Like, everyone getting him in, we were like, we basically on the show were going, no, do not do that. Mm. And it turns out that if you did that, it was like the ultimate podder because nobody was grabbing him after these tons, eh? Yeah, that's Check why you got to trust mates. yourself. You know, you can listen yeah. to as many pods, and people will be all on the same thing or having their you know really firm opinions. If you if you like something, do it. All right, let's get into trade talk, lads. Uh, we didn't go through it last week, but uh, we're sure we'll go through it this week. Firstly, yeah. what did you score on the weekend? Oh, I was a whopper. Uh, thirteen eighty four. I think the top two hundred for the scores. I've gone from about. 3,000th into 1,100th, so sniffing on the heels of you boys. Um, stoked. Um, massive week to do it in Magic Round 2. So, yeah, very, very happy. Um, trades this week, ooh, I'm all over the place still at the moment. I, I was going to do Tohu, and I said now I'm off that. I could end up still doing that, but I think I really do want to wait to Round 13 just in case because my gut says, oh, the injury could happen. Um, I was... I'm going to know about Max Guy to free up cash. I'm still not sure about that one either. That's something I need to look at it very closer. Um, Lockie Miller is either this week or next week for me. So um, if I can only do one trade, I'd be really happy with that. But I need to sort of – I think I've got eight at the moment, um, which will give me five in the n- next two weeks, which will still give me get me to 13, but it'll make it awkward if I have any issues. So maybe making two might be a safer play. But I was saying to Mikey, I don't mind if I actually have 12. I am more head-to-head focused. So if I can have 12 really good players um, as opposed to 13 or 14, you know, with three or four of them that are more likely to get 40s, as long as I think these guys are more likely to get 80s to 100 and there's 12 of them, I don't mind that. A lot of words there. Thanks. Yeah, oh, I can relate to that. <laughs> oh, that's, that's Mikey, weird. what are you looking at this week? Well, after four, I think it was four horrible rounds in a row, but I just well, was at 700 and I've just kept going down, slowly down the stairs, like each week and watching everyone else just go up. But um, now back into the top 2000s, 1,700, and that puts all five Supercoach experience members. I'm betting Mikey for the first time this year. But that puts all five of us in the top 2,000. Which, which is crazy. It's absolutely crazy. That's, that's, well, last year, the five of us did pretty good, or the four of us did pretty good. Um, and, yeah, Ryan's absolutely had a massive week too. Shout out to him. Mm. But, um, yeah, 13.06 for the Captain Hines. Very, very happy. Um, big job. 1,679 to be exact was the jump I had. And I already revealed my trades. I'm going Cardi to Harris. And I am, yeah, doing the 
Warbrick to Figo, and I've got the luxury of selling a buy to a buy because I'm sitting at 12 right now. And um, although Cardi scored 49 in 50 minutes, I'm worried if his minutes are going to continue like that. And he got like 12 points in off. I really like those trades. I so, think they sound really good. Yeah, I've, I've saved a bit of four trades total. Got a few boosts up my sleeve. So I think where I think this is another good week to save. Like what you're, you were thinking, Sabs. Um, I've also got to try and keep my rank going up. I would love to get into the top 1,000 right before the buys because I'm feeling pretty confident for buy time. Just I've keep in to, mind that doesn't better be in the top 1,000 after the buys. Yeah, I've, I've got to try and rank up fast now before I go to Europe because it's going to be a lot harder <laughs> to contain my rank in Europe, but I will, I'll, I'll, I'll find a way to manage. <laughs> uh, you did mention Hads had a massive 1,370-odd score or something. He's up to 380th. Jake, heels. Captain Nathan Cleary, I don't know where that come from, but that was oh. a good move. Especially when he had um, Nico as his best bet to score a try in the Sharks 13 plus, so to go against that... That's, against that's his massive. team, that's that's yeah. Balls. We're pitiful. Like, I, I didn't even consider doing that. Yeah, uh, I I slightly considered it just because I was fading Hines, uh, but. I, I don't know. I think just because I had in my mind Tedesco was going to score, I would have hated myself if he popped off. And um, I really thought Hines was a smart VC just in case he did go massive. Mm. Then you you got the insurance of looping him. But yeah, I think for me the final decision why I wasn't thinking he was a captain, was that 900th game for yeah. for Wayne Bennett. They were yeah. always going to uh, at least lift and put up a good performance, but they, they killed it. Yeah, and you tweeted... Fins up. You, you tweeted about it too, and um, a, lot yeah, of, a, lot a lot of people, people were against it. it. Yeah. yeah, but um, I feel like when something's in the water, just explore a little bit further. Uh, I scored 11.65 on the weekend, went down from 2.01 to 3.21. Pretty happy with that. Saved two trades. I expected a hit. Tyrell Sloan, Sneer to Ruva. He's not a winger. Save two trades. If you don't know Savs a lot, I think that's incredible for Savs. Yeah, you know. struggle to save trades early. and I'd love to see Tyrell back on the two. left. Just while I, was, I was watching the highlights of um, some of the 2001 stuff just t- tonight. And, jeez, um, Lulu, I was so good. Just sort of, they're just like they were in sync and you just loved hitting him. I'd like to see him back on the left. I think Taruva's just – he's a good yardage person, but I don't think he has that barnstorm. Like, like he, he can't just barge over the line. He, he dropped ha- one uh, drop one over the line, but – He's bombed he like – Yeah, I know. He keeps on getting on the outside, and that just makes you think he's – with his break even, like, it's going to come, and you're going to sell him, and it's going to – Yeah, I think he'll be a popular sell eventually, yeah. and then he'll start lighting it up because he's going to have to. He's he, going to score tries, bro. Two tries without a line break yet. That line break try's coming. If they swap sides, I think that would be the play for Penrith. Um, I like it. But, uh, yeah, I'm saving trades this week. Uh, I don't think I'm actually – Unbelievable. And as you said before, this wow. is so unlike me. I but it's all – for me, on those seasons where you went crazy, like example last year, it was the one thing you were missing was some trades at the yep. back end to help you out. And, yeah, I can't – Yeah, I'm very shocked if you yeah, managed to say four. That's, that's, if you that's can hold on to those trades – I'm still probably going to make this surprise for you next week. I've got a surprise for Savage, um, but then I'm also going to a surprise for a lucky viewer. We're going to – we'll probably do the prize next week. We'll bring it in. It's going to be a matching prize. I'm also getting one. Oh. Yep. Um, prize for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, look, look, I had to get them in a bulk of three. They wouldn't yep. give me just one or two, so – what is yeah, it? Yeah, I won't tell you because you're, you're never going to guess it. You probably will if you keep going. I know. Nah, don't do- and, uh, anyway, I'm saving trades. I'm pretty happy with my top 17 this week. So happy to go ahead with it. And um, yeah, as I said, five trades before round 13 saved. Unheard of for me. Mm. Uh, I have used all my boosts though. So I still, I still have 26 trades left, but I can't use them trades. Unlike everyone else, they can still use them. So um, pretty happy with where I'm sitting at the moment. Captains, uh, Hines for me. Jeez, I'd have to look at the matchups real quick. This is not something I've considered this early. I barely had to look at team list before I got to had to drive in here. So just, just go to Mike, you know, come back. Yeah, to every you. week it's your captain options are always centered around Hines going, is this the week where you can fade him? And unfortunately, this is a week where you can't loop uh, VC him. So this is, I feel like this is a tough week not to fade him because Manly were very poor. Yeah, they're back at home, but if they're very poor again, I think Hines, he wants that blues jumper. He wants to start. He wants to get in there. So is this a bounce back week for him? Uh, it has to be. I've got it on him, but a part of me is going guffo. Like it's guffo just in my ear going, 
I would have scored 90 on the weekend if I didn't get Simbin. I'm going to kick the goals. Mitchell Moses is in and out, so... You could VC Gutho. Which is probably what I will do. At this stage, I've got it as VC Gutho. It's just VC Gutho would mean that I would have to miss out on, oh, I think it was like someone like Marzikiu out of my side. Would Ooh, be yeah, the only person. That. But that's the only way I can do it. And to me, it's a bit of a pod VC. I like it. Every time Moses has been out of the side, Gutho's always stepped it up with the tri-assists especially. And he, the goal, the goal kicking is added, but... He always just takes that extra step. Tough further. matchup against an informed Canberra at GIO, but so that's kind of what might make me not straight see him. But I guess because they Heinz play so late in the round, you could decide after the Saturday where your head's at. Mm. Or after the first four games, work out, okay, my plays are scoring really well. I can afford to risk it or I need to play it safe with Heinz. Yeah, so I'm leaning on Heinz, just looking at the matchups. Nothing else really stands out. So that's going to be my captain. Unless I loop a VC, and none of them are standing out either at the moment. Broncos have got a bit of an awkward matchup with the Storm. I, I don't think um, Walshie's got a big enough score that's loopable. It, does, it seems like he's capped at about a, a hundred. So, yeah, looking at that, I won't be able to do anything with Nath, obviously, because if I'm going to captain um, Hines, I won't be able to use Cleary. I don't really have any bunnies. Um, and that matchup looks okay. I don't really have a VC unless I was to go Dylan Brown or something. There's no one else that's really jumping out at me. Well, my VC is Valentine Holmes against St. George at back at home. Uh, I think Valentine Holmes is in for a big few weeks. Um, and Nico Hines just locking in. Don't don't be cute this week. He's going to bounce back. Yeah. All right. We done and dusted. Oh, I'm dusted. All right. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Very dusty from Magic Round. Oh, weekend. yeah. Uh, cheers, guys, for tuning in uh, for another episode of the Supercoach Experience. Good luck with your Supercoach this week, and uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. And we are off. Yay. Thank you. Oh. It's getting warm in here, eh? <laughs> yeah, a little sweaty. I mean, Sunday, I'm sitting in the back of my...